Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. But first, a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Vidyard. If you aren't using video in your sales process, I promise you, you are leaving money on the table. I personally have been using Vidyard with my teams for years now, and we use it everywhere. Top of funnel to book more meetings via email and LinkedIn. Middle of funnel to improve show rates to demos, post demos to do proposals and follow up and close deals faster. Using video allows you to connect better with your prospects, Bring your personality, energy, and enthusiasm across every single time, and they have a much more impactful and memorable experience for your buyer. So again, if you're not using video, you need to be. And if you are using video, you should be using Vidyard. Check out Vidyard at Vidyard.com. And with that, let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better, Sell Better podcast. This is your host, Kevin Dorsey, a.k.a. KD. And today we are talking about getting visual in the sales process. We're talking about video in the sales process. Because any of you that have been following me or have spoken to me know how big of a believer I am of video in sales. I think it has an impact that is much bigger than an email, much better than a cold call. And that's why I'm so excited to have Tyler Lassard with me today because he is the VP of marketing at Vidyard. But beyond that, he's also the host of Creative Connections, a show on video, the author of The Visual Sale, and also an amateur video creator of his own right, which means this man gets video. And so we're going to dive in on why to use it, how to use it, when to use it, and how to do it the right way to increase your pipeline, to increase your sales, and probably even increase your quality of life. Who knows? So welcome to the show, Tyler. Oh, thanks, Katie. I am so excited to be here, talk about this topic near and dear to my heart, very timely with what's going on out there in the world today. So pleasure to be here. 
No, nah, man, I'm pumped because like I said, right before we start, it's like, I feel like I'm going to learn a few things today too, because video is something I'm a huge believer in, but it's evolving, it's adapting, there's things to do it, to do it the right way. And so, so we're going to dive right into it. It's why people enjoy this show. We don't do the fluff. We don't do the backstories of like, hey, how'd you get into marketing? We're going to get right yes. into the juicy stuff here. So the title of your book is The Visual Sale. And I love that term, right? So like, walk us through, what is visual selling? Like, what does that mean? Well, it's interesting because the big challenge that's happened over the last decade has been this increasingly virtualization of the business world in general. There's all these benefits that come from going digital first, from our ability to scale, to be more efficient, to reach people all around the world with a single click. But on the flip side, it's also presented this real risk and challenge to businesses, whether you're marketing or sales, of making it feel impersonal, making business feel a lot colder, making it a lot harder for us to actually visually and personally engage with people uh, through these digital channels. And so over the last year, we obviously saw that accelerate even faster uh, due to the pandemic when we were all forced into not only a remote selling world, but also our buyers are in a remote buying world. And so there seems to be this greater urgency today now than ever to think about how we visually connect with people, how we deliver our messages in ways that retain that personality, that showcase our passion, that retain that humanity. And we can't just always be relying on Zoom calls as a way to do that. So really excited about this evolution of how we can be more visual and how we communicate our messages, how we reach out to people, and how we explain the most important ideas to our customers in a digital first world. And I love that. There's two words you used in there that I think I really want people to grab. First is retention, right? So like video is more memorable. I think 30 some percent of our brain is actually dedicated to yeah. vision. And I think people forget that in sales, right? Where like no one remembers the cold email. No one remembers the voicemail you left. Even if yeah. it was a bad video though, I might remember it, right? It's like, because it was that visual. Now you also talked about the buyer changing a little bit. So I'm actually going to ask you a question as a buyer. You are yeah. the VP of marketing at Vidyard. How many video messages do you actually get when reps are coming after you to sell, right? You are the VP at a video yeah. company. How many videos do you get in the prospecting process actually sent to you? It's a great question because most people expect that I my inbox is just filled with videos. And it's not. It right. is not at all. Even myself, they are most days I don't get one. Most weeks I might not even get one. Um, I can, you know, it's probably been no more than a couple of dozen that I've received as somebody who is just a part of this community. And so it certainly does speak to the fact that this idea of sending somebody a video to their inbox to watch is still very new. It's still um, in some ways novel for people, but boy, does it stand out from everything else out there. Not only because it's different, but because it's visual and it's an unexpected. And frankly, I think it's unexpected in a positive, fresh way because we actually get to see that person and go, oh, wow, they're actually a real person. And when you click that play button, if they have the confidence to deliver their message on camera and they put that effort in to make that video, it makes all the difference in the world. Right? It shows that that person is actually invested in building a relationship. And so I know personally, I'm way more inclined to click that play button because it just by definition has already raised the bar of uh, expected value I'm going to get out of the message. Yeah. I hope people caught that, y'all. 
maybe one to two a month video sent to him. Yeah. I get maybe, I don't even know, truthfully, if it's two a month. Like, yeah. you talk about trying to stand out. That are, We're already telling you, of the hundreds of messages I get, maybe one to two have video. You're already stepping forward. And so, you know, we talk about the benefits of video, right? I do think, you know, standing out is one. Let's yeah. talk to, like, the other benefits of, like, why video, yeah. why you believe video has a yeah. bigger impact on the sales process. So I'll, uh, I'll actually go back to what I talk about in, in my book, The Visual Sale, uh, where I talk about what I think of as the four E's of video. And these are what I think are the kind of unique superpowers that video has over static content, text-based messaging, and even voice and, and others. Um, so the first E is that it's more educational. And that comes back to how our brains process visual information, how we retain it in long-term memory. Um, because of, again, you know, millions of years of evolution, we have seen, uh, you know, our brains have evolved to look to the human face for, for trust and to process visuals. The stats say we process visuals 60,000 times faster than text, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's the exact number or not, doesn't matter. We know when we see, you know, a picture of something, we glean so much information from it. But to your point earlier, we remember it a lot longer and we remember it in different ways because of the, the visual nature of it. So the first is that it's, a more, it's more educational and it gives us the opportunity to explain ideas in ways that just can't be done uh, with, with, with text and static content. The second is that it's more engaging and we have the opportunity to tell better stories through a visual medium like video, to use our voice, to use intonation, to keep people, to draw them back into our messaging. Right, something that's very different from just reading a text-based email is there's all these ways and nuances. We can use our body language, right? Again, right. you can also reports out there about how important body language is to you know creating trust and authenticity in terms of your messaging. So we can make more engaging content with a video. The third is that it is more empathetic. And what I mean by that is it gives us the opportunity to actually connect as real people and to not just say, but to show how it is that we want to help them, that we get them, right? That we understand their pains and that we can relate to them as real people. And again, I think there's so much lost in written messages where saying it in a video with, again, that intonation and body language allows us to establish that empathy in different ways. Um, so we've got educational, engaging, um, more empathetic. And uh, finally, it's more emotional, right? It just, it gives us the opportunity to infuse emotion, whether that be passion, whether it be trying to inspire or making somebody laugh, right? All these things that we can infuse into it. So those are what I think about as kind of these superpowers. And you, you pull on different ease depending on what your goal is in using video through the sales process, whether it's prospecting or through the different uh, parts of the sales cycle. There's usually two or three of those ease that become the real superpower uh, at any given moment. I love that. The four E's because it's so hard. We could flip it and go, how do you do this with a cold email without it? How do you do this in a voice? Right? You can't do a lot of these things, but in video, you can. And it's just such, I just, it's underutilized. It's so underutilized, I think, across the entire sales industry. But I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it to the other side of like why people don't, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about the benefits there, and like people are gonna hear this and be like, yeah, that makes sense. They're going to wake up tomorrow and still not do it. And I think the most common reasons I hear, even with my own teams, right? Like we leverage video heavily, but it is not like this sunshine and rainbow skip through the daisies. Everyone yep. just goes and does it. 
on time, right? I think the two most common things I hear for pushback are time, yep. or like, oh, like these take longer to do, and then confidence. I don't feel good on video, or I don't like how I sound or how I look. So let's break those down a little bit of like either one, the time one, either how to do them faster or why it's worth the time. And then any tips you have on how to just feel better on video. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are, are very common that that I hear with, with reps as well. And in terms of efficiency, uh, like anything in sales, uh, the first time, the first 50 times you do it, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel right. difficult. And therefore, it is going to be less efficient and you're going to have to practice it more and, and, and repeat it. And um, so in, in many ways, you'll hear people say this all the time, practice, practice, practice. You know, the more videos that you make, the more efficient you become. And those first few videos, you re-record them 10 times to get it just right. But once you've done it 50 to 100 times, it just becomes starts to become second nature. And I think people really start to hit this sort of efficiency curve once they have enough practice and it becomes a little bit of muscle memory. On that note is what you'll find, hopefully, is that you'll, you'll land on a few go-to kind of templates or messaging structures that you'll use for these videos. And it doesn't always come right away, right? You'll fumble a little bit at first and you'll be figuring out, oh, like, what should I say here? Or how might a video sound here? But at some point within those first 100 videos, you're going to start to gravitate towards two, three, or four main video scripts that you're going to end up leaning on. And what I find the best tellers doing is they, they just they master those videos. And they go, here's my one go-to video for reaching out to a cold prospect at this stage, right? This is my message. And I can do it over and over again. And I can just nail it. Or here's one where I'm going to record a video and do a screen share and I'm going to bring up their LinkedIn profile on my screen. And I know my narrative is, hey, it's Tyler from Vidyard here. I was on your LinkedIn profile and I noticed your role is X. And I've helped people just like you. And so it becomes habitual once you get good at it. Um, so I think for a lot of people that also, yeah, just comes back to that practice, having something that's repeatable. And the comfort level will absolutely come, but it's not going to be there right away. So I think a lot of people give up too early. It's like cold calling. When you started cold calling, it sucked and it felt super inefficient and your hit rate was very low. But as you got better at it, right, practice and, and figuring out what worked for you, then it starts to become a really efficient way to do things. So I think that's that's the first part and most important thing um, from an efficiency standpoint. I think the um, in terms of confidence, obviously a lot of that is going to come from the same thing of, of practice. Um, one of the things that I see a lot of people doing there is using video internally as well using it for other parts of how they communicate, not just external customer communication. Um, it's a great thing to do for both of those challenges. Internal update to you know, a teammate, you know, record and send a quick video. Right? Somebody asks you a question internally, send back a short video to answer it. Because every time you hit that record button, you get a little bit better uh, each time. Um, the one other thing I'll, I'll suggest, uh, Katie, is that there, a lot can be said about having an environment where you feel good about making a video. And I think, uh, I know personally, I've found this, you said, I'm an amateur video creator now, and that didn't happen overnight. But as I started to get more comfortable with the tools, but I also created an environment where I feel great about making a video. Uh, it's kind of like making an environment where you feel good about doing cold calls. And so having a space where you feel good about your lighting, where you've got a camera at eye level, where you know you can just hit the record button and go, um, it ends up making a big difference. 
And I think the hidden benefit of a lot of us working remote now is that we, we're off, often working in a space where we can now be as loud as we want. We're not sitting beside people in the bullpen and we can make cold calls, we can record videos, we can re-record that video 10 times and not feel awkward because our coworkers staring at us and saying, hey, shut the hell up, I'm trying to do my job mm -hmm. here, right? So I think as we're, uh, you know, there's a great opportunity when you are at home to be able to practice these things and get good at them. And, and I think that's the biggest thing right now. Uh, and I love that. We actually brought uh, Nick Capozzi. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to connect yet, but we brought Nick in to do a session for our team on video. And he walked through lighting and cameras. And he's like, yo, for basically like 70 bucks total, you can transform like your environment to really look good and engaging and just very simple tips and tricks um, to do so. And one thing as well, and I, I'll just ask the question and then we can tie it back to time. I think people also make vidyards that are too long. So if you're re-recording seven-minute vidyards, like, <laughs> yes, that's way too long. Like, what's the sweet spot yeah. for length, really, for a good video? Yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on. Um, so if you're using video as part of outbound prospecting, uh, let's say, so if you're sending a video to somebody who has not yet engaged and you don't have a relationship with yet, then you want to shoot for 45 to 60 seconds tends to be the sweet spot for the videos. Um, you can go a little bit shorter. It can be a quick 30 second, just, hey, wanted to connect, introduce myself a little bit more. You know, hopefully we can have a chance to, uh, to chat more, you know, or you can get a little bit more into, you know, talking about a potential challenge they may have in delivering a bigger message. As you go longer than a minute, um, it's going to be tough with any cold prospect. They're not going to give you that amount of time. But as you start to move through the sales process, of course, now, um, you're building that relationship and it can absolutely start to warrant, uh, you know, more content, but it also becomes less pressure to make that content really, really perfect, right? When mm -hmm. you're prospecting, you're trying to make that first impression, but we actually see a tremendous amount of use of video throughout the rest of the sales process where you're now trying to just continue to build your rapport, to stay memorable to those prospects, to explain different ideas or show them and walk them through things. In those cases, you've got a little bit more liberty because, again, they're looking for value. Um, you know, they want you to deliver the information you need to. And so that uh, that can be a part of it as well. No, and I think it's a perfect segue to kind of where I wanted to go next, which is all the different places you can use video. I think, yeah. you know, funny enough, right, we already talked about it. Most people still aren't using it for prospecting, which is just ridiculous, which means even fewer people are using it for mid bottom and post sale activities. I truthfully, I think that's actually where we've seen the biggest impact is that middle to, to bottom of funnel. So let's talk about, so we use prospecting, you're getting attention, 45, 60 seconds. How can closers be using video as well, kind of through the sales process, right? To either speed up deals, increase close rates, get more people on, like how can they be using it kind of in the process? Yeah. Well, let me let me count the ways, KB. How right. time? There's so many. Right? We, this we can go all day. We can go all day yeah. on this because it is like it's so underutilized. Yeah. Well, let let me give you a few examples, and a lot of this just comes from you. Almost ask the question when you're communicating with a prospect or a customer. If it were just as easy to record and send them a quick video as it was to type out an email to them, whatever you were going to send or take screenshots or whatever, would you? Do you think it would be more beneficial for you? To send a video and do you think it'd be more beneficial for them to actually receive and engage with the video and nine times out of ten people are going to say well yeah like of course if i could just as easily do a video as an email i probably would because it not only gets the same message across but 
it puts my face in front of them and it sort of increases my face time with them. It, uh, it, you know, it, it uh, allows me to, to build that rapport through just, you know, putting my personality out there. And on the other side, it can, uh, it can allow those folks to consume more information and, you know, be educated if I'm sharing things on my screen or whatnot in, in richer ways than, than otherwise. And so a lot of it comes down to those moments where you're already likely doing some form of communication with your customer and there's an opportunity to do it through video. So I see a lot of people, for example, really simple thing. Right, a lot of us before a, before a meeting that's coming up, mm-hmm. we'll send the pre-meeting email over and say, "Hey, can't wait for the meeting tomorrow. Super excited about this. Come prepared with this. Here's our takeaways are going to be. Um, record a quick video and send it over summarizing those points. Right? It could just be you on your webcam, or you can have a slide up behind you with those bullet points and just talk through it very quickly. Right? Again, that's probably no more than one minute, but the benefit there is right every second that they're seeing you, they're hearing you. You're increasing that rapport with them, you're that real person, um, you're, you're creating that, bo- that bind. And I hear time and time again that their show rates to those meetings go up when they start mm-hmm. sending videos the day before because you're humanizing it. And then on the flip side of that meeting, you're probably following up with a recap, right? Another great opportunity to record and send a short video. And some people will say, well, again, from an efficiency standpoint, it's quicker for me to type out some bullets, send it over, move on to my next prospect. But I'm telling you that once you get good at it, it's just as fast, if not faster. You don't have to worry about grammar. You don't have to worry about punctuation. Mm-hmm. Hit the record button, deliver your message. But the other hidden benefit of these kinds of videos is that if that person forwards it around to other people who maybe weren't able to make yes. the meeting, yes. all of a sudden now you're getting your face, your personality in front of those other people. And you know what I call that, Kevin? I call that walking the digital halls. Because we all try to walk the halls at our accounts in the old world. We'd say, hey, we got to show up, we got to put our face out there, people got to see us, we got to go grab some coffees, we can't do that anymore. But we can walk the digital halls, we can send these short videos that actually navigate their way around people's inboxes, and all of a sudden, five or 10 people at that account, they suddenly know you, they've seen you in a video, they've heard you deliver your message, you've never met them, but they've met you. And you're all of a sudden like walking the digital halls, which I think is a really powerful idea. And that carries through to these other use cases like recording a short demo. Right? If you're a software company and you want to talk about a feature, you don't always have to wait for that hour-long meeting that seems to keep getting postponed. Right? Take it upon yourself. Record a short walkthrough and go, hey, you know what? We're going to talk about a lot of things, but I just wanted to show you this one really important feature that I know you're really excited about. Let me show you how it'll work for you. Here it is. Da-da-da-da. Walk through it. Maybe that's three to five minutes. But they can watch that on their own time, share it around with others. And maybe that next meeting, instead of being a demo, actually becomes a pricing conversation, right? So using them throughout the process to educate the customer, share ideas, maybe even proactively address you know, potential objections or competitor things, but doing it through a video, there's all these hidden benefits to it that can speed up the cycle and, uh, and help build that rapport. It's, I'm so glad you called out the, for who you didn't this is something I remind my reps of all the time is that follow-up email, that proposal email is not for who you did demo, it's right. for who you didn't. And so then back to asking the right questions. If someone you've never met with, you're trying to convince them to help move something forward, which is most likely to help them do it. A static cold email with four to five bullet points or a video where you can educate, engage, empathize, bring in emotion, walking it through that they can watch. Right, so that that post is like, all right, the DM behind the DM can watch that yep. and feel that and go through it. So no, I love that, and because we do, we do pre 
we actually have a closed loss campaign and a no-show campaign happening today and Monday. And the first step, video. Every single one of them is getting a video of like, hey, this is what we talked about and nothing's changed. Like, can we re-engage? Can we go through it again? And even also too, a, a little thing, post-deal. This is something I think a lot of sellers don't think about is buying generally is a good feeling. Buy something you feel good. But in the software space, oftentimes we buy, but we don't get anything right away. We just yeah. we signed the contract and now we're waiting two weeks for our onboarding call and then another three weeks for the implementation. A very quick post-deal thank you video. Yeah. We saw an increase in implementation calls show up, right? And a decrease in some of the pre-launch churn because there was that, hey, thank you. We appreciate you. You made the right choice. Here's why. And that reinforcement video is everything, man. Like, it's just, it's so important. And so- Let me tell you about the, uh, I was just going to say that that the the best video that I've ever received from a vendor was was one of those videos that you called out. So Mm -hmm. uh, I, it, it was a, uh, a company that I was looking at for uh, for our podcast, actually, ironically, thinking about uh, you know a service company who could help us with our podcast, and um, you know we had moved through the process and they were a, a great experience for a lot of reasons, but then it was actually just before we were going to sign the contract, so they had sent over the proposal, but along with that they sent over a video, and the video wasn't actually walking through the proposal. The video was introducing us to all of the amazing people at their company we were going to be working with after we signed Mm. that contract. And so I click play on this video and it's the rep I had been working with first. And he's like, Hey, it's Logan here. Uh, Super excited to be working with you guys. Can't wait to kick this thing off. I want to introduce you to the other people that you're going to be working with that are going to give you the best possible experience. And then it cuts to the next person and it's, Hey, I'm going to be your customer success manager. You know, I love long walks on beaches and you know, uh, whatever it is. And I can't wait. I'm super passionate about what I do. And then their COO is the next one. Uh, and their COO says, you know, I'm going to help make sure that all of these things come to life, that you're supported the way you need. And there was about four or five people. And the effort for them to make that video was actually very low, right? A lot of people right. think it was magic. You know, I know I'm like, oh, I could have done that in, you know, 10 minutes. Um, but it was this great experience. And you know what I did? I forwarded that around to our team. And I said, hey, check this out, everybody. And they're all like, I can't wait to work with this company. And I'm like, okay, deal signed. And now let's get going. And like, all of a sudden, our team is excited about the onboarding. And they've already met all these people. And it was just, again, it was just a creative thinking of like, how could we make a video to make this experience so much better, so much more memorable, so much more human. And it was even better than an in-person experience because all of a sudden we met all these people at once and really had to travel. Oh, that's gold, man. I hope people wrote that one down because that's something now I'm like, all right, how can I implement something like that into my process as well? Because that does, that makes a huge, huge difference. So now you'll notice a little pattern here. We talk benefits and then I talk challenges. Talk benefits, we come challenges. So I'm gonna bring it back to a challenge here. Yeah. All this is great, Tyler. I'm doing it. No one's watching my video. Like, I did it. I, I put on the camera. I did the thing. I was educational, yeah. engaging, empathetic, emotional. I recorded it, and no one's watching. How yeah. do you actually get people to watch the videos? I would just give up on video and try something yeah. else. No, I just do. <laughs> Especially if you're in my space, give up. I'll be the only <laughs> one doing it. It's fine. Uh, so there's uh, there's a few things to be mindful of to ultimately, I'd say, maximize your opportunity to to drive that engagement in the video content and and a lot of these are 
are more particular to prospecting where you're trying to break through that noise, but they, they play through into these other use cases as well. So if you are sending these videos via email, which is the most common that we see today, and, and Vidyard is a, a great tool to do that, and there are others, but um, you have three things at your disposal, three variables that you have control over that are going to increase or decrease the chance they're going to click play. First is the actual email subject line itself, because a lot of times it's like, well, they're not even opening the emails in the first place. It goes back to efficiency. I spent you know three minutes making that video. They didn't even open the email. What a waste of time. So the email subject line uh, and the best practice there, we've heard from lots of different people that things like putting the subject line video for you or made you this video or something like that, that it not only stands out from all those other subject lines they're seeing, but it creates this greater kind of, it creates a sense of curiosity, right? This curiosity gap gets formed where it's like, wait a minute, this person made me a video. What's it about? Did they really make it for me, right? Like all those things because we're not getting these today. So that subject line, be smart and creative about how you take advantage of the fact that there's a video waiting for them right in your subject line. Number two is then the email copy to introduce your video. And of course, it shouldn't just be the video. You should have something introducing it. It should be short, but it should be designed 100% to get them to click the play button. I find sometimes people are like, they write their same regular email and there's eight bullet points and then there's this video afterwards. And I'm like, well, I already know I don't want to talk to you. No, thanks. Right. But the idea here is you just want to get them to click play because once they do, you got them. Right. Like mm. if you put yourself into your video, just get them to click the play button and you've got them. So keep your intro short, but make it again, create that curiosity gap. Right. Sort of intrigue them in terms of like, well, I made you this video. It's a little bit different from what you usually see, but it's because I wanted to introduce myself a bit more personally and show you something really interesting. Right. If, do you have 45 seconds? Would love your feedback. Right. And also reinforcing it's a short video, actually saying, I made you this 45 second video or something like that. So there's little things you can do there to get creative in the copy. And then last, and perhaps even most important, is the thumbnail image for the video. Now, again, with tools like Vidyard, it'll actually drop the thumbnail image in. And so they're going to see that. And that picture is worth a thousand words. Like that mm -hmm. old adage is 100% true. And so when they see that thumbnail image, there's things that you can do to make sure that they really want to click that play button. One is you can make sure that while well, your face is there somewhere and you're smiling, you look very approachable and, and energized. But secondly, if there's anything you can do visually to make it a cue to them that you really did make this video just for them, that will always increase your play rates. And that's why we see people doing things like they've got a whiteboard or a piece of paper, they write your name on it or a short message and hold it up to the camera before they hit record. Because when somebody sees that in the thumbnail, instinctually know you made this just for them. Or they record a video with their prospect's website up in the background or their LinkedIn profile in the background. There are things that that person will immediately, like we're talking microseconds, will visually see and go, oh, wow, they did make this just for me. So if you nail those three things, the subject line, the intro copy, and then that thumbnail image, those are going to maximize chances. Very last thing, Katie, is if you put the time into it, don't let it be a one and done. Your next email to them should be the thoughts or bump on the pre previous video. Your next voicemail should say, hey, I made you a video and I sent it to your inbox. I would love your feedback, right? And be like, well, wait a minute, you made me a video? That's pretty darn cool. I should go check that out. And your LinkedIn connection or your LinkedIn message should reference the video you made them. So reinforce it and use it as a hero part of your sequence and you're going to maximize the value from it.
Uh, I'm so glad you brought that last one because we, we talk about it internally a lot. Of reuse. They didn't watch it. So send it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you don't need to make a new one. Send it yep. again, right? Like if a good open rate on an email is 30 to 40%, on, if we're talking prospecting, then you should expect to have to send it three to four times to get the highest view rate you possibly can yep. because they didn't even open the first one. And so we know we joked about it, right? One of the things we talk about intern, like yard so hard, right? We've been talking about yard so hard for a couple of years yep. now. But the other one that you kind of mentioned too, we say sell the click. Sell the yeah. click. That's the whole goal of the email. Sell the click. Yep. Curiosity, benefit, personalization. Why should they click that video? Because when video first, first came out, God, like in the prospecting world, was it maybe four or five years ago is when it first started to come around like ish. Just the fact there was a video was unique enough, right? It's like, wait, there's a video in here. And like the, the click-through rates were ridiculous. You're talking like 60, 70% click-through rates, right? Now it's closer to like that 30% range. But then again, like you have to send it multiple times. You got to sell them on why they should do it, right? Which I think is a really, really core call out. And so, you know, we've talked about now prospecting. We've talked about middle and bottom of funnel and post. We've talked tips and tricks. We've talked about how to get like better views, things of that nature. We've talked the length of time. Like what haven't we talked about yet that would improve people's video usage? Because at this point, if they don't believe one, that they should, they haven't been listening. Two, if they're not willing to, you're yeah. going to get beat by someone who is. Like it is like yeah. I'm that blunt with my own team. Like if you're not willing to do video, someone else is. And you're eventually you're gonna meet that person. That person's gonna win. Like what would be kind of like the parting advice here of like how to use video better throughout the sales process? Well, I think the last thing, uh, which in many cases ends up being the most important is the mindset behind this all, right? And it's something mm -hmm. that's, it's no different from how you sell in general. And you need to have, the right fundamental mindset in terms of why it is that you're reaching out to these customers, how it is you're bringing that story to life in video, and the investment you're making personally to delivering this kind of experience. Now, because the good thing and the bad thing about video is that it will amplify you, right? In many ways, it'll amplify the good and it will amplify the bad. And if you're not in it to win it, if you hit that record button and you're just going through the motions and you're like, all right, it's nine o'clock, I'm punching in, got to send 10 videos today, record. Hey, KD, I sure hope you're having a great day. I'd really love to sell you something, right? It's going to come through in your tone, in your body language. But if you're getting there at 8 a.m. and going, I can't wait to help KD today. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Hit the record button, KD. I, mean, I just can't wait to connect with you because I know that I can help you with something. And I want to show you something to prove it to you. And I want to earn the right to a conversation because I just absolutely believe that there's a way that I can help you, right? And so from a mindset perspective, just going into that with that passion, with that kind of servant mindset of I'm here to help um, with true curiosity, right? Which I think, again, is something that's fundamental to sales these days is you need to be curious and ask those questions, um, you know, ask for feedback on these. So I think just a lot goes into that. Of if you treat video like a metric of I need to make five videos today to hit my number, don't even start. Don't even start with video. Forget about it, right? But if you're willing to go into it and say, this is my opportunity to amplify the message I can bring, to amplify my personality, and to genuinely connect with people and help them, 
then you're going to win with it. You're going to win with it. And I, I, as an extension to that, I'll end with my final tweetable quote is that it's about connection, not perfection. It's about connection, not perfection. You don't need to be perfect in these videos. And that's part of the mindset, right? It's about connection. It's about authenticity. It's about helpfulness and amplifying your passion to, to work with them. Then you'll win. I, I, I love that, man. And you mentioned another word that I was hoping was going to be one of your E's. So you might have to write a follow-up book <laughs> with a fifth E, which is enthusiasm. Yeah. Like, let that come across in these videos, right? Because people will gladly deal with someone who is imperfectly enthusiastic than yep. someone who is perfectly bland, right? Like what we talk about internally a lot, it is, it's like imperfection, imperfect completion. Yeah. Finish it, right? Just finish it. Don't overthink it. Don't like imperfect, but people resonate with imperfection and what makes us human, right? And we know this too. When you meet someone who's perfect, how do you actually feel? Very suspicious. Right. Like it's uncomfortable almost. You're like, who is this like perfect person versus the flaws, the stutters, the ums, but you can yeah. go through that with enthusiasm. And I, you know, got to add that, you know, that Love bonus it. chapter, the bonus E. So now before we wrap it, right, I, I got one last question for you. I'm not gonna let you off the hook here because the name of the podcast is live better, sell better. Yeah. Right. Like I have this really weird idea that if we took better care of ourselves, if we had more joy and energy and fulfillment in our lives, that sales would also improve because of it. So before I let you go, I got to ask, what's your live better advice for everybody listening? How can people live better? Oh, it's such a great question and such a great point, Kevin. Um, I think it comes back to what I was what I was most recently speaking about of you know really finding and understanding that 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 why and that passion for for what it is that you're doing, and it's funny because I even reflect on this myself where I think about my role you know my career here at Vidyard, and every once in a while I reflect on like you know, I love what I do but why is that what is it about what I'm doing that really gets me fired up and why does that have such a positive impact on me? And then how can I lean into that? How can I amplify that? And I think just being, being disciplined about reflecting on those, writing them down, right? Because if you're out there, if you're selling today, most of you actually like sales. Some of you may not, but most of you actually like it, whether you recognize it consciously or not. And so I encourage you to lean into that and think about what is it that I do really enjoy about this process? And then things like with video, that stuff is going to come to life. Right. If it is that you love genuinely love helping people, if it's that you love connecting with people, right, be uh, be explicit about that, lean into that, make that a more and more of a part of how you live and how you sell. And you're going to be you're going to be happier. You're going to be more motivated and uh, you're ultimately going to be better at what you do. Oh, yeah, man, that, the passion back to that enthusiasm, too, because it does it bubbles over when you truly mean what you're doing and what you're saying. My man, Tyler, where can people get more of you? Where can they follow you? Where can they consume your content? Like, you're putting out some good, good stuff here. Where can they go get more? All right. Well, first and foremost, hit me up on LinkedIn, Tyler Lassard, Vidyard. You'll find me there. Uh, I try to share lots of uh, good insights, ideas, and the odd humorous thing to make our lives a little bit better as well as our jobs. So uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. And uh, if you want to do any of this stuff we're talking about here, you know, just head over to vidyard.com and vidyard.com. And you can sign up for free. You can use our tools to record and send videos just like this. And I also publish a lot of content 
on our blog and our, our resource center there. It's all free to access and consume. So check that out. There's lots of great guides. We have a, 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 a selling with video masterclass, all sorts of good stuff over there. So check it out. Hell yeah, my man. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your energy, your enthusiasm, and your insights today, man. I'm sure we'll be having many a conversation about and over video very, very soon, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love it. Thank you.